the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We're in the studio today with Gordon Miller. Um, we're going to be talking to Gordon about some of the amazing work that he's doing. He is a purpose-driven, values-led cyclist and social entrepreneur. He leads Ride for Freedom with passion, conviction, and commitment on and off the bike. Gordon has a 20-plus year career um, in journalism, public relations, uh, content creation, events, conferences, production, and the development of strategic communication commands for blue chip clients. Um, and in order to shine a light on modern day slavery and human trafficking, uh, he has focused and dedicated himself to Ride for Freedom's mission and taken on many cycling challenges. Uh, he actually holds two cycling Guinness World Records. Amazing. Thank you for being on the show, Gordon. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Lovely to be with you. Oh, well, you know, I, I always like to start off by asking uh, folks that are doing great work, why do you do this? What is your why? Um, mm. And, uh, you know, maybe you could just start us off there. I have. Yeah, thank you. It's um, I think it's a great first question. Uh, the why is everything for me. Um, it really comes back to um, social justice. That's where it all began with me. I mean, I've had that in my in my makeup since as long as I can remember. And it's always been something that's fostering away. Um, when I began my career as a journalist, it was something that was kind of driving me forward then to want to be reporting on injustices that were taking place in the world. And that's um, that's kind of, you know, that was my first career, if you like. And then when I sort of uh, wanted to do some more activism, and that's when I kind of, you know, lit upon the idea of Ride Freedom and bringing together my background in communications and journalism and how and wanting to do something around human rights uh, and the way that this human trafficking is happening in this, these awful human trafficking and, and modern slavery is happening in the world. And I thought if I could bring those two things together, could that make a difference? Could that have an impact? And uh, that, that's, that was about five years ago now. And 
here we are. We've, we've, we've journeyed forward a little bit since then. So it's been amazing. Oh my goodness. And so, you know, in journalism, I'm sure you, um, are exposed to, you know, human trafficking and maybe even have seen some cases up close and personal. Um, mm-hmm. is, 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 has that, is, did that inform your, uh, your heart around this issue? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I didn't really see too many cases myself, uh, that, you know, but I came across some of that when I was doing my reporting. Um, and so I wouldn't say I first person interviewed anybody who was, um, who, who was a victim of human trafficking, but just the, the you know, reading case studies, um, you know, talk, reading about the bigger issue and how big the, you know, when I first started focusing in on this 10, 10, 12 years ago, now there was 40 million people around the world in some form of modern slavery. Now there's 50 million people. So, you know, it's just increasing, um, sadly. You know, throughout the world. So, you know, that sort of um, amplification of the issue um, has just sort of like made it even more resonant to me um, as to to why to do this. So there's even more people, uh, more case studies. And subsequently, since we've started Ride for Freedom, I have met several. I've met, I don't know, something like 30 or 40 survivors um, who have joined our free will program, uh, which I'm sure we'll go on to talk about a little bit more in detail later. But, you know, these are victims of modern day slavery, different forms of of trafficking, you know, labor exploitation, sexual exploitation, the usual um, the usual types of exploitation who um, who I've met and spoken with um, about their, you know, about their um, their issues and the way that they've been trafficked. So, um, so, yeah, it's it's a big issue. Yeah, well, you know, um just uh, some of the things that as a journalist, uh, it's interesting because I originally, when I, when I first went to college, I wanted to, to go into journalism. Um, <laughs> communications was my major. And, um, and who knew, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> that I, I ended up not doing that, um, you know, academically, but, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, who knew that I would be so, you know, right up up close and personal uh, with individuals and experiences that are just absolutely horrific. So, um, you know, I guess I guess I got what I was looking for, although I wasn't formally trained for it, you know, but but I I I just think it's wonderful that you've used what I always like to say is you've used what's in your hand to make a difference. And, uh, you know, your bike. Your bike was in your hand, you know. Yeah, yeah. hanging around, my, right? Yeah, uh, my bike came into my hands. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't yeah. always. I'll, I'll be honest. You know, I am. Um, I didn't really start cycling until I was in my forties, and I'm now way past my forties. <laughs> um, but even you know that was kind of that became my passion in my latter day passion. Um, and, you know, sort of finding a way to, um, if you like, use you know, a bit of a pun here, but using that as a vehicle to be able to uh, a unique way to to advocate around human trafficking modern slavery you know i'm i'm a huge supporter of any and all forms of uh, of of raising awareness and advocacy around this but you know it's somewhat unique what we're doing nobody else that i'm aware of has ever told me you know that they're cycling um cycling for survivors you know so yeah. i quite I kind of quite like that uniqueness about it but equally you know it's 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 not just about me it's far 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 less about me these days it's about how it empowers survivors and victims to cycle themselves, which, you know, we know supports their physical and mental health. And that's, that's the genius of cycling. And I guess, you know, all sports to some extent, but I think the, the endorphin rush that most people get when they do sort of like a high velocity type of sport and whether that's mm-hmm. skiing, whether that's, 
you know, uh, paragliding or whether it's cycling, you know, you get a, you get an even, an even increased, uh, enhanced buzz from, um, from the experience. So I think, yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of what cycling does. And it's a little bit safer and a little bit more accessible than paragliding, <laughs> for example, as well. Yeah. 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 Um, wow. Yeah. No, it's, it's so true. The, um, the, the value of just exercising in general. And then, like you said, the, um, so sort of a very cardio, uh, you know, high, high heart rate, um, yeah. type of, of movement, um, yeah. even the more, um, and those endorphins being released, uh, like all those good hormones, those happy hormones, right. Being yeah. released. Um, uh, so we're going to talk some more. We're actually going to take a, uh, a break, but when we come back, I, I want to, talk about this ride that you just yeah. did right yeah. and uh, you know uh how you started off who was you know who was there cheering you on i know one of the people uh, and <laughs> yeah. uh and also her. just what did you encounter along the way you know some some of the things that i um yeah. i i notice as i've gone you know over the last 12 years that we've been doing love never fails as you go different places and people go we don't have human trafficking at all. It's not here. Mm, what is, you know, oh, yeah. is that, oh, that's over in some other country. Oh, yeah. you know, and so wondering if you're having conversations as you cycle along, um, educating yeah. people. So we're going to, uh, we're going to come back. We're going to take a quick break with, uh, and we'll come back with Gordon Miller of Ride for Freedom. And thank you so much for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Starting this week, Operation Christmas Child will host Project Leader and Kickoff Countdown events throughout the Bay Area. Come learn how this program collects Christmas gift boxes from your churches, businesses, and community and distributes them to children in need worldwide. These boxes are filled with toys, school supplies, and hygiene products by people like you who want to make a difference in children overseas and their lives. Who These are children who may have never received a new gift before. Did you know that since 1993, nearly 540,000 volunteers worldwide have delivered over 209 million gifts to children in over 170 countries? In 2023, Operation Christmas Child uh, would like to reach another 11 million children in their 30th year of ministry. At their events, you'll be able to meet regional team members and learn how to work with others in your community to make a gift box and spread the word. Learn how children hear the gospel and become disciples of Christ. At some of their events, a guest speaker who has received a gift box will share their touching and personal testimony. And so you want to mark your calendar September 23rd in San Jose. Join in or visit SamaritanPurse.org forward slash OCC for time, date, and location information and click on the Project Leader Weekend picture. Uh, excited for you to get involved in this wonderful ministry and so grateful that Love Never Fails can do our part to promote the love that is being provided to so many children across our world. Merry Christmas! Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. 
Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Gordon Miller, who is the executive director and founder of UK-based nonprofit Ride for Freedom. And he is focused on raising awareness about human trafficking within the UK with a focus on soccer clubs and discussing the development of a program called We a Free Wheel Program um, and his bike ride throughout the state of California, which just happened. So tell us, Gordon, what, what happened to give us the blow by blow. This was so exciting. Absolutely. I was going to put a teaser in there. I was going to say Bobcat because that was part of the uh, part of the story, part of the adventure. Or as some people said to me, part of the misadventure. <laughs> so I'll give some context to that, uh, if I may. So, yeah, I came over uh, to California and started in Oakland, uh, the bike ride um, back on the 9th of October. Um in fact, sorry, on the not on the tenth of October was when the bike ride actually started, but it was uh, I came over on the eighth and then spent some time setting up on the ninth. And um, part of what Ride for Freedom does is, as, as you rightly say, we're based in the UK. I'm out of the UK. That's where I'm a UK national. Um, but Ride for Freedom is a global mission. You know what we're doing. Mm. We've you know we've had the confidence now from having the success that we're, we're enjoying in the UK and in Europe uh, to actually think that this is a global global model that can be uh, taken you know around the world because it has impacts and bicycles are universal. Sadly, human trafficking is universal. So it's something that we can um, advocate to end. So we're part of our mission. Um, and one of the places we thought the first off to, to get it started was in the USA. Obviously, the power and the influence of the of the United States is the biggest in the world. Um, you know, we all acknowledge that. Um, whether some people like to acknowledge that's another matter, but we all do acknowledge that that is the uh, that's the biggest country out there. So when we did our initial research, we looked into where human trafficking happens the most, and it's in California, uh, as you, you guys will all know. Um, so that's that's right. the state with the biggest number. So that's when we said, where, where are we going to start this ride? Um, so when we, we're going to sell ourselves up as a 501c3. Um, so we've got ourselves established now as a 501c3. And to start the sort of, you know, if you like the journey um, of of embedding Ride for Freedom and, and delivering our impact in, in, in California, the best way we found of doing this in the UK and in Europe is to do it through a bike ride. Okay, so it's either myself or it is always myself, but it's myself and I either by myself or with other people who get involved as well. This particular trip, it it just turned out the way that it was because of the logistics and and timing and all that, that it was me as a solo trip. So this was quite quite an adventure for me because I don't often do solo trips. I I train a lot doing solo rides all the time, but I don't do really long uh, rides. So the plan was that what we'd do is we'd start in the Bay Area in Oakland and then we'd cycle all the way down to San Diego. Um, which is approximately 750 miles. And the plan was to do that over 10 days, um, so say from the 9th of October to the, to the 19th. And, um, it was, it was, yeah, I did it, as I say, I did it on my, by myself rather than being supported. Quite often I'll have a support vehicle with me or whatever. So somebody's giving you that backup that you need and helping you with the fuel and helping you with fix your bike if it breaks down and things like that. But anyway, I didn't have it this time around. It was a straight off, uh, trip by myself which was amazing and incredible. And um, when I say the word misadventure, there was a couple of uh, misadventures along the way. One was that um, that the bike wasn't set up correctly uh, when I first picked it up. So the saddle wasn't fixed in as well as it should have been. And this meant that it had a, a fail because it, it severed 
uh, and this is getting a bit technical now, but some bikes, they have late, uh, cables which uh, help it to, to move the, the levers, the, 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 the gears and everything. So this, uh, this had a fail where it severed the levers, which meant I was stuck in one gear. Um, and if you can imagine trying to get up a big hill or a mountain, uh, as there was quite a lot along the way, this was not a good, this was not a good look. <laughs> so, um, I had to get it fixed. And had I not been able to get it fixed, that the, you know, this, the, the, when, when the fail happened, it was into day three. So I was traveling between, between where was I? I was between Santa Cruz and getting down mm. to Big Sur. So, how that, you know, time. yeah. <laughs> It was a really, really amazing uh, stretch, the most dramatic, one of the most dramatic stretches along the whole trip. So this fail actually happened when I was in Monterey or Monterey, as we would say in the UK. Um, but we were, I was traveling there and suddenly it just stopped. You know, and the bike was just stuck in one gear and I was thinking, what's going on here? This is crazy. So anyway, I took it into, I managed to find a bike shop, which was a huge luck because it was within half a mile of where I, where I broke down. So that was incredible to begin with. When the guys got it, when I got in there to show the, the bikes, the guys, they said, nah, this is not going to happen. You're, you're, you're done. <laughs> we haven't got another saddle. Do we have any more levers, any more cables? Do we have all the things that we need to be able to fix this? And obviously, as you can imagine, if I was planning nine days consecutively, I was staying at a different place each night and you have to get to that place each night to be able to then move along the next day to the next place. So if you start to fall behind before you know it, you're absolutely, the, the, the trip is ruined. So anyway, mm. I was completely yeah, stuck. Yeah. It was terrifying. You know, I was really anxious. I was so, uh, yeah, just so wiped out. So, so just thinking this is, this is the end of it. Day three, I haven't even got down to, you know, I've, I haven't got down to Los Angeles and never mind halfway towards it. So anyway, um, the guys managed to fix it, which incredible. It took three hours long. It took three hours for them to fix it. So that by that mm. time, it was like 5 p.m. And mm. I was, uh, so I had to then cycle onto Big Sur that night. So I was like cycling, you know, that beautiful stretch of the coast down from, from um, Monterey down to Big Sur. It, as it was, uh, fortunately, it was dusk. So it was like beautiful sunset. So I had an amazing scenery. So it was quite lucky in that respect. But I ended up cycling in the dark, which was, uh, which was quite, ang you know, anxiety inducing as well. Particularly, as you don't, I had lights and things like that on my bike. But if you don't know where you're going, that can be a bit terrifying. Um, so that was, that was a pretty sketchy, scary ex episode. So on a personal level, that was kind of, you know, uh, made the trip incredibly memorable. Um, but to go back to what the purpose of this is all about, it was about raising awareness of human trafficking and forging relationships with the likes of Love Never Fails and the Bay Area Coalition to, um, um, to traffic Anti-Trafficking Coalition and the South Bay uh, Coalition to End Human Trafficking, um, rising worldwide. A lot of these guys and some of the people down in Los Angeles who I mess up with as well to talk about the issue, but also to cycle uh, between a lot of the soccer clubs, because as you, you said earlier, what we do is we have this campaign where we show a red card to um, human trafficking in soccer. So we met up with the Oakland Roots. Um, we met up with hmm. the we met up with the Los Angeles uh, Angel City in Los Angeles. We met up with the San Diego Wave, and we met up with San Diego Loyal as well. So cycling about it, talking about what the issue is, talking about human trafficking in sport in soccer is a thing. Um, it's not such a huge thing yet in the states as it is in some parts of Europe, because lots of people are trafficked from Africa into Europe. Uh, it's called false promises. They're told to get trials with the soccer clubs, but these trials don't exist. It's just a way of exploiting them by giving them false promises to have jobs and, and things. And then they just get exploited, forced into labor exploitation, criminal activities, drugs, all that sort of stuff. So um, 
but you know, there's there's a sense that this is obviously in, in the states when we know it happens around the Super Bowl. Uh, human trafficking happens around that, and it's you know, there's a sense that this will be beginning to happen around other sports as well, not just at huge events like Super Bowl, but also at you know regular activities. Could be the people who are running the, the, the you know the stands and the stalls, or whatever you call them, to uh, you know food stalls and things like that. They could be exploited. Um, labor exploitation and you know obviously there could be sexual trafficking going on as well which um which is a you know tra- tragically a huge thing as well so so that's really what the, what the, the trip was all about about forging relationships raising awareness and um and beginning to seed ourselves in in california with the intention that we are um we were going to be running our programs and and our awareness raising campaigns in in, in the in california Wow. I love it. I love it. Well, um, I, I we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and, and I want to learn more about your uh, free will program. So uh, we uh, will be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Are you struggling to find peace in your life? Feeling anxious? Or going through a difficult life storm? Scott Dixon, a Christian humanitarian filmmaker and host of the Dove Teachings web series, wants you to know that you are not alone. Go to DoveTeachings.org to see great Dove teaching lessons, pastor insights, and aspiring testimonies. You can watch the current show and more at DoveTeachings.org. That's D-O-V-E Teachings.org, where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Gordon Miller, who is the executive director and founder of a UK-based nonprofit, Ride for Freedom. But again, this is, as Gordon said in the last segment, this is an international effort. This is, he's, he actually was just in California. And uh, so he's, He's spreading the love, spreading, spreading the uh, the the movement across the nation against human trafficking. And so to talk a little bit about your free wheel program, Gordon, tell us more about that. What is that? What is what what's involved with that? Sure. hundred percent. Right, a free will program is it's absolutely fundamental to what we're doing. It's one of our four pillars. Um, it's the remedy pillar. Our four pillars are to raise awareness, advocacy, education, and then forging partnerships and collaborations. And then the fourth one is the remedy piece. So free will, what, how it works is, is all about providing, uh, survivors with bicycles, um, with accessories. So they get locks, lights, helmets, a bell to make sure they can be heard as well. And then we give them cycling training. 
So this happens over a course of anything between one or two days, and it can be longer than that. We can run programs longer than that if necessary. But what we're doing in the UK is we run these programs and the survivors, we work with our charity partners. So the likes of Love Never Fails is but in the UK, the likes of organizations called Hestia, Migrant Help, which are an international organization, uh, the likes of uh, Medi Trust, which are another organization. And they're the ones who directly support the survivors. So they are the referral partner and then they refer them to us. So we call them our referral partners. So what happens is the, uh, the, um, the survivors are, you know, choose to come along. We, we say, you know, however many people want to join a bike, uh, a bike session, they can come along and we will give them the training. And this free will program, um, we started it in East London. Um, obviously London being the capital city. Um, and unfortunately it's where most, you know, one of the biggest areas for victims of human trafficking, where a lot of uh, people who are trafficked from abroad end up in, in the big cities uh, and London being one of them. And then the second program we've got running is in the, uh, in the West Midlands, which is where the second city is Birmingham, which is the second biggest. Mm. Well, it's not, it's not actually the second biggest city, but it's the second, it's called the second city of London, the second city of England. So we've got the program running in these two different places. Um, and literally the survivors come along, they, uh, they rock up. They, um, they, they haven't, some of them haven't cycled for like, you know, since they were children, some of them haven't cycled for quite some time. Uh, they can't afford a bicycle or they haven't got access to a bicycle. So we give them the bicycles. It's really, really important. We don't just loan them. We, uh, we actually give them to them. And then as I say, we provide training and we give them all the accessories they require. And the reason why we do this is because, you know, we said at the beginning at the top of the show that, um, you know, cycling helps people's physical health, obviously, but it also helps. And moreover, it helps, um, the mental health and their confidence even more than it helps physically. I mean, that's what we've proven through the, uh, through an impact study that we did before we even began the program. We wanted to prove this. We didn't want to just say, okay, we assume this will be the case. I know it helps my mental health if I'm feeling a bit stressed out or down or whatever. I get out on my bike an hour later, I'm smiling and I'm, you know, I'm feeling much more positive, but I didn't want to just assume that would be the case for, uh, for the survivors. So we actually did a pilot pro- project with an mm-hmm. academic study, but you know, the point was we really, really wanted to properly evidence this, you know, do it as a proper, decent academic study to, to, to demonstrate that it does help, uh, the physical health and mental health, independence and mobility. And those were the four things that we wanted to prove through this hypothesis and it, and it to prove it. And moreover, the thing that was most for, foremost was, was their mental health. This is what it what it mostly helps people with. So that's what we're doing. And our, because it's been successful in the UK, we feel let's test it out in the States. Let's see if we in California, let's see if we can uh, get it off the ground out there and see if it has a similar impact. So we want to pilot it uh, in the Bay Area. That's what we're hoping to do. Yeah. Well, I just love that you are, you know, that we get to work with you. I think it's, um, um, you know, it, it's spot on. Just a few little stats to share. Uh, first of all, um, I was alarmed to hear, and we probably should have started off the show with this, but just some data points, you know, when you think about London, because you may be thinking, if you're from the Bay Area, you may be thinking, what, you know, what are the parallels here, right, between mm-hmm. your experience that you're, you're talking about in London versus maybe, let's say, in Oakland or, you know, a Hayward. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I just took a moment to take a, a quick peek at some of the numbers. And so reported human trafficking cases in 2013 was 187 reported cases. In 2018, 2,346. These are London cases, cases just from London. And now um, just in a period of April to June 2022, an alarming 4,171 cases. Um, and so, 
you know, we see the highest recorded number since the national referral mechanism was introduced in 2009. Um, mm-hmm. So we see, you know, COVID has not done any favors for our vulnerable children and our vulnerable people. And, um, and you know, so, so this is happening more and more. Um, and so clearly, you know, raising awareness um, as you mentioned in the last segment, you know, the, the also, you know, there's this nature of the Bay Area that's very similar to London in mm-hmm. that um, there's people moving in and out from Africa, from the mm-hmm. Ukraine, from these, you know, war, war burdened um, communities, um, you know, Israel, Gaza, what all these different places have the if they're coming out of those places um, that are, are, are having a hard time, um, they may find themselves in the UK. And mm-hmm. so this is, you know, part of the, the challenge, I think. Um, and also a place where a lot of commerce is happening. A lot of people with that are, you know, very affluent, similar to Silicon Valley, right. Um, are, are living. And so the ability to purchase sexes is, is much higher than other parts of the world. And so with all of those elements in place, introducing a way to uh, create more awareness. Um, but also, I love this this program of actually providing some care and direct service to survivors is just, a, the you know, a win win all around. And so on that point. Right. So I found, you know, just a few other data points that the listening audience may not be aware of. Um, you know, those that are experiencing or have experienced human trafficking have much higher levels of depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, self-harm, attempted suicide. Um, and there are, you know, uh, symptoms of anxiety, anxiety, PTSD, uh, depression were reported in 78% of women and 50% of men that were survivors in England. And so that just gives you just just that mm-hmm. geography, um, mm-hmm. the kind of mental health that people are dealing with. Um, and it's, it's pretty consistent. Um, uh, uh, they looked at this study that I'm looking at, um, which is, let me just cite it real quick. Mental health and human trafficking responding to survivors needs is the title of it. Uh, and that particular, I mean, they looked at the greater Mekong, um, sub area, similar 61% of men. 67% of women as well as 57% of children who were trafficked reported depression and PTSD. Um, and it just, you know, so, so the trend is consistent um, regardless of where you're from and the need for, um, uh, you know, physical health for um, uh, stress relief um, and for, I think, you know, self-efficacy, like um, yeah. the ability to get on a bike, especially if you've never ridden a bike mm. um, or you've never gone anywhere okay. or you've never experienced the freedom of just driving down the street and getting your, you know, like, where mm. am I going to go today? <laughs> That's very liberating, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That is a very good point. Yeah. The liberation just to be able to take off, you know, and see where you end up. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's very empowering. I just looking at some, I hadn't actually realized this prior to you doing this, but um, the Bay Area, the population of London is 8.8 million and the population of the Bay Area is back in 2018, the last dates updated I can see is 7.8 million. So it was a similar 
similar number of people. You know, the, the number of victims is on a similar par as well. So, I mean, last, last stats I saw 2021, 1,334, 12.88% of the United States victims, uh, 1,334 individuals uh, from the Bay Area. And, sorry, from California, not just the Bay Area, but from California. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, that's that's the most in, uh, of any states in, in the US. So, yeah. you know, sadly, the parallels are very, very sim- uh, similar. Um, you know, that doesn't mean we're arrogant enough to just think we can just pick up our free will program and just plonk it in the States, you know, in California. But speaking with you guys, speaking with a lot of other people, they say, well, yeah, there is, there's an increasing cycling infrastructure, um, within, um, within the Bay Area. Um, obviously it could be a lot better, but I know there's a lot of mobilization being done around that. There's a lot of advocacy going on. Um, you know, there are lots of people who do cycle, um, as well. And if we can play a little part in, helping channel that as well, then um, that would would be quite, quite pleasing. Yeah. Well, and I think the key to the, your program design is that you um, partner with other organizations that are are already have the rapport and are doing the, you know, doing the, the work. And so with, with Mm -hmm. them to prepare them for your, you know, your classes and then uh, support them after, you know, you're done. And I think that's the key. If you were just kind of flying in and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, and going, oh, let me find, you know, some, some folks that might need this, that'd be a problem. But I think oh, yeah. the, the fact <laughs> that you're scary. fitting yourself yeah. into, um, yeah. you know, into, um, the existing infrastructure, um, that I think that's lovely. And certainly Love Never Fails would love to be a part of it. Okay. We're going to take mm. a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about this um, kind of the the kinds of things that survivors need. Um, And specifically, as we think about um, raising awareness, um, what do survivors need, you know, uh, both uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, what do they need? Um, Mm -hmm. And and what is that wish list, if so to speak, informed by? So we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with uh, Gordon Miller, who is the founder and executive director of uh, Ride for Freedom. And we are learning a ton about uh, not only the way he is raising awareness, cycling uh, across the state, but uh, also the way that he is providing direct services to survivors of human trafficking, which may be impacted by various mental health challenges and find healing and um, self-efficacy and and uh, support in learning to cycle themselves. Um, and so, uh, you know, super excited that you are again uh, looking to bring what you've done in the UK here to California, very similar 
in terms of populations, in terms of um, being uh, a place where a lot of trafficking is happening. Um, and, uh, you know, as we we were talking the last segment, I was beginning to think about, you know, the just the the mechanics of um, of learning about cycling. Um, and boy, my brain is just going <laughs> all over the place with that. Um, so my engine, my background is in engineering um, and um, and in sales. And, you know, I teach people to become cybersecurity and, and technology uh, uh, leaders, in, whether it's sales, project management, uh, engineering, um, uh, a variety of entrepreneurs, uh, and not just cybersecurity, but tech um, in general. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I, you know, as I, I was thinking more about what it is you're talking about here, it's mm-hmm. so important for I don't want this to get lost here in in the conversation, like you know, learning about the chains on the bike, mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. how the wheels turn, mm-hmm. learning about velocity, learning about um, you know gravity, <laughs> right? Yeah. Learning about um, even you know I I rem- you know, some of the things like practicals in our world we talk a lot about. Um, oh, you wanna. You know, women talk a lot about, you know, oh, you want to lose weight. Be, you know why? Oh, so I can be more appealing to a man. Mm-hmm. But. But what about losing weight so I can cycle better? Mm-hmm. So I can I can move because I want to see things because mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. I want to ride past the water and I want to ride. Mm-hmm. I want to see trees and I want to explore, you know, and and, and if I am, if I'm not well, if my knees are hurting, my back's hurting, mm-hmm. or I've got a little too much of this or that on my waist. Hello, somebody. Um, if if I have any of that going on, it makes it harder to do that kind of exploration and have that kind of adventure included in our life. So it's just mm-hmm. there's just mm-hmm. so many um, yeah. points of value available in this. Cycling's mm-hmm. incredible like that. It's it's so you know it, as you say you know it's on the practical level you know it can be yeah. really sort of. Uh, enabling for people to be able to, uh, you know, fix a bike, to be able to fix a puncture, you know, it gives you a buzz. It gives you a, you know, a sense of, um, achievement, you know, even something as, 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 as small as that, you know, if you've, if you've fixed, fixed the puncture or you've, you know, you've re- reset the chain or something like that can be, can be incredibly, you know, enabling and, uh, give you some, giving you a sense of achievement and confidence. Um, you know, one of the things that we're really, you know, this is kind of the next phase of, of where I imagine or would love of free will to go is it can actually start to actually um, give people opportunities to get jobs, you know, so economic development. I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, we had right. one guy, one guy who joined the free will program um, and he said at the end of it, he said, you know, he said, I've always loved cycling. He said, I'd love to be a bike mechanic. It's like, okay, so, you know, why don't we go to this next level where we can actually empower people to cycle? We give them a bicycle and everything, but then we can try and uh, form collaborations and partnerships with people to actually give them a job. You know, there was lots of um, charities in in the Bay Area, in Oakland, um, you know, who, who run bike workshops. So, you know, somebody could volunteer there or somebody could even get a job there, you know, to do their training there and, and then get a job. So, you know, cycling can be, you know, can be a, a, an economic uh, uplift as well as it can be a, a physical one. Um, but to the physical side, I mean, it's, as you say, I mean, you know, if you, it's one of those, I mean, most, most sports that I think are the same that if you, um, if you start doing it, then it's quite, 
yeah, the because because of the way that the the endorphins get flying around, you get very addicted to it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. you know, it, it is almost like alcohol or you know, drugs or something like that. You know, that you get addicted to the stimulus. And you know, I get I, you know, I don't quite get withdrawal from it, but if I don't go out for a couple of days, I start to get a bit scratchy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have to get out yeah. cycling because it's you know, I need that I need that that, that fix that it gives me. So, and then it's self repeating. You know, so I. Yeah. Uh, I want to do, I mean, you know, I didn't just drink a lot of alcohol, but I used to drink alcohol. Now I don't really, because I get my kicks from cycling. I, right. you know, and it's so, I, you know, my, 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 my physical health is, you know, I'm, I'm 60 this year, you know, 60 years old and I'm fitter now than I've been all my life, you know, and that's kind of reverse of how it should be, you know, in, um, you know, as you get older, you're supposed to get weaker or less, uh, less strong, less strength or whatever, but um, mine is actually the opposite. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, and, I, and my sense is that can that's the same for everybody. You know, if you if you actually start to do that, and as you say, you can get to be more mobile. But you know, if you if you have more weight, then it's harder to lose. You know, to get on a bike because it's 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 you know you don't get that stimulus, so, or it's harder to to start to start the, the journey, if you will. Um, yeah. how it works, but yeah, cycling is, is just, you know, it, it, it's a great sport for that, you know, and it's, uh, for, for me, but, um, it's, you know, it's not for everybody, but it certainly is for, for a lot of people, increasingly quite a lot of people, I think. Yes. Yes. You know, um, just on that, um, on that part about employment, it's interesting how much if you really and so we we said in the last segment we we're going to talk about things that survivors need right so one of the mm-hmm. top needs is housing mm-hmm. second top need is uh jobs mental health you know um a, a connection with a safe person there these are kind of the main things that survivors and that we there's studies that have been done one by prostitution research um uh, that were she interviewed uh, women that were being exploited in nine different countries. And uh, those were some of the main things that um, that people said they needed in order to exit the life. And um, the jobs piece, I think, is is not one that we should ignore. I mean, yeah, there are bike shops, but there's bike sales. You could sell bikes to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you could, you know, there's so many creative ways that you could yeah. create um, you could monetize cycling, um, and, um, and, you know, it could be an after school program at a school. Yeah, uh, exactly. it could be, it, there's just so many things. Absolutely. So, um, it could be a personal be a guide. profession, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a guide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Segways, uh, right. You know is, uh, you know it. Is, yeah, I, I, I did so a Segway many. tour in Prague and <laughs> it was, I mean, First of all, it emptied out my pockets. It was pretty expensive <laughs> and it was a lot of fun, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, 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 for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think, you know, that, that, so, you know, there's, as you say, there's so many facets, you know, it's, you know, it could be clothing, you know, it could be designing cycling clothing or clothing oh, that's comfortable to wear. Do you know what I mean? There's so many touch points. The touch points are all around the place, you know, it's like any, I guess, any sport or any, um, you know, any activity has its, all these different touch points, you know, from ecosystem. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Ecosystem. It could be, you know, doing, doing some social media for it. You know what I mean? Everything, mm. you know, everything has, you know, has so many different, um, so, so much in that ecosystem, as you say. So, um, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's, it's, wow. It's, just just from a little two wheels two wheels and a chain. You know what I mean? It's right. like, it's, you know, it's, you know, the most basic thing. And, uh, you know, I, you know, most of us want less cars on the road. You know, most cyclists also uh, drive a car. But I drive a car a lot less now than I used to, um, you know, when I didn't cycle, not because I'm necessarily cycling 
you know, to uh, to the shops or anything like this. But you can, of course, you know, you can have a cargo bike these days. You know, that's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's lots of there's so many opportunities um, that cycling gives. You know, and um, it's you know it's mm-hmm. it's empowering. You know, at the end of the day, yeah. <laughs> And it it lends itself to other things, you know, like uh, I know my, my daughter is really big on four wheeling and dirt biking. And I mean, it can go all kinds yeah. of Carnegie, it could go all kinds of kinds of ways. So it's a little personal confession. I have a bike and I named her. Her name is Solage, the Dutch princess. <laughs> and just for those of you who know uh, with Solage, it means joy. And I got her in a little city. Um, down south in in uh, in uh, in California, uh, when I was on a vacation, I was just enamored with little Solage, the Dutch princess, and so I brought her home. <laughs> Unfortunately, she's being heavily neglected. So, oh, um, oh. you have inspired me to uh, <laughs> give her, get give her, her love. <laughs> get her a little fix here or there, and take her out for the holidays. So, yeah. anyway, um, well. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and let everyone know how they can get involved with what you're doing, Gordon. Uh, we'll come back and let, let everyone know. And and uh, thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Well, it's just been a great time talking with you, Gordon. I appreciate you so much. Um, We've had a little bit of uh, recording snafus in the middle here. You've been so (laughs) gracious. Thank you for just rolling with me. Pardon the pun. Uh, but uh, it's what I do. <laughs> you know how to roll out. Okay, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me, let me stop. Let me stop. So, how how can people get in, involved in what you are doing? I, I think you know. I'd love. Thank you so much. And the collaboration is is everything. I mean, um, you know, so many organisations are so competitive, or so many sectors are so competitive with one another. You know, but with, I think you know we're, what we're working on is all about collaboration. You know, the only way we're going to beat this this heinous crime of human trafficking and modern day slavery is through collaboration um, to stop the criminal the criminalisation of it, which is what people do. So I think yeah. How to answer your question? How can how can people support what we're doing? It's through collaboration of organisations. It's through corporate uh, corporate entities coming together as well to support organizations like ourselves. Uh, that's commercial support, but it can also be volunteering. Um, so have your have your your teams, your your employees, your staff reach out to the likes of Love Never Fails, the likes of Ride for Freedom. Come on a bike ride with us, you know. Um, if you can fundraise as well, that would be absolutely beautiful. We'd we'd love you even more. But, um, you know, do these rides. It brings the community get together. It makes it's an educational piece because 
you can hear me. I talk a lot about this sort of thing. And even on the bike, you know, if you're cycling with me, I'll talk about this. I'll talk about other things as well. You know, it's not all heavy, 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 heavy every single minute of the day, but people want to be informed and I want to inform people to, um, to make a difference. So join bike rides that we put on, join, um, other volunteering activities, whether that's donating bikes, whether that's delivering bikes to the, uh, to the, to the points where we need the bikes delivering. So if you're not a biker or a cyclist yourself, it can be due for volunteering. Um, mm-hmm. your time to do that. Um, so yeah, it's really about, you know, that it's about fundraising, it's about volunteering, it's about collaboration, it's about spreading the message. Nice. And so how can they connect with you, mm. your website, your phone number, what's the best way to connect? Yeah. Well, the website is rideforfreedom.org. Um, so we, you know, we've got, we've got that set up, um, now. Um, so we, we, we transitioned over, we have a UK website as well, but we've got to org, which is our global website. So people can contact us through that. Um, as I say, we're registered in, in California as a 501c3. Um, so we've got a, we, we do have a phone number. I'm not sure what it is off the top of my head. So be, I won't lie, but uh, I think the best way is through the, through the, um, through the webpage and people can reach out to us and through our partners, you know, the love never fails. And, um, you know, those organizations that we're working with, you know, we're, we're getting ourselves registered with the South Bay coalition as well, which I know you guys are part of. And that we're doing, you know, that was, you know, that was the magic that enabled us to come together, you know, because Sharon invited me onto the conversation and I got the opportunity to say hi. And, and then she reached out and she's got, got in touch. So I love the enthusiasm that you guys have shown, you know, I thought you might be tougher cookies out there, but um, yeah, everyone's we're been, pretty so, tough. we're pretty I tough. Hear, I hear. <laughs> but everyone's been, you know, the hugs I've received that the, 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 you know, the, uh, the literal hugs as well as the, the metaphorical hugs have been incredible from everybody. Oh, good. I appreciate uh, what you're doing as, as you, you know, as, as I mentioned, and I, um, I thank you guys um, for doing, uh, caring about California, just like you would care about your homeland. I think that speaks volumes because it's easy to care about the people that are right next to you or easier Mm. to care about the people right next to you, harder to care about, um, areas that you're you know you're that you're not from so thank you so thank you so much um and thanks for being on the show okay we have a few more things i wanted to just put on your mind we've got an outreach coming up um it in hayward um from 2 to 4 p.m pacific time at 22580 grand street at our community engagement center we are outreaching to the underserved community there and, and you know as you all know we're across the street from a drug and alcohol day program. We have elderly um, housing on um, one side of us. We have a men's um, recovery home very close to us. We have a, a laundromat. Uh, we, we're in Cherry, uh, Cherryland area, which is one of the most impoverished areas in Alameda County. And we want to invite you out to um, help us serve the community. And you can plug in by bringing, um, uh, store-bought food, um, toiletries, um, new clothing, socks. We need hand warmers. We need socks. We need um, uh, hats and scarves and jackets and sleeping bags. If you want to bring things like that on over to the Community Engagement Center, we would so appreciate it. And you can uh, plug in to that by going to uh, to talk to Sandy and her email is Sandy, S-A-N-D-Y at loveneverfailsus.com. You can also um, give us a call at 844-829-2000. 
Um, let me just get this right. 844-829, I'm sorry, 249-2698. You can call us there and uh, re, you know, connect with the Community Engagement Center, uh, either through Sandy or Laura. And we will get right back to you to coordinate whatever it is you'd like to contribute. We so appreciate again, um, all your just your support all year long, all year long. You have, you have, um, loved on us. You've supported our survivors. You've supported our work. We're launching a just in a big way next year, uh, doing more outreach. We're double, tripling, quadrupling down on outreach and we need your support, your continued support. Um, there is a LNF strong end of year giving opportunity and you can participate in that by going to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash donate. And, um, and then again, that Christmas, um, holiday event on the 23rd of December from two to 4 PM at the community engagement center. We hope to see you there. Uh, thanks again to our guests, Gordon and your entire team. We appreciate you so much. And um, those of you who have not heard it before, perhaps you need to hear it again. We always want to make sure that we end our show by telling you that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance, give up your General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.